0: The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Right now, though, it gives me great pleasure to welcome into studio Lewis Goodall, who is Analysis and Investigations Editor at Global. Lewis, you're very welcome to the show. Thanks a million for popping into studio. studio. Um, I mean, it's a, a kind of a remarkable time in British politics,
1: Yeah, it? I'm worried if you're just sort of here and waiting until the news stops that you might be in London for some time. Yeah, well, I, I hope you've got. Looked... I hope you've got a long-term hotel booking. Yeah,
0: we might have to rent somewhere. Yeah, uh, well, uh, quite.
1: No, no, you'll never go back to the stability um, of Irish politics.
0: Well, well yeah, it, it is remarkably stable Irish politics <laughs> in comparison yeah. uh, to, I mean, the politics of Nicaragua is probably stable <laughs> in comparison to the <laughs> politics of Westminster. It's not even funny, days. I'm laughing. It's not um, what uh, What is your assessment of where the Conservative Party finds itself?
1: Well, the Conservative Party finds itself in a situation where it is uh, looking down the barrel of being ungovernable. And in a way, obviously, we all get lost in the kind of the psychodrama and the drama of uh, you know, the personalities, and is Boris Johnson coming back, and can Penny Morden do it, or is will she soon do it, or trust, you know, only lasting for 45 days. But if you take the personality out of it, the underlying theme is, you have a party which is riven by faction, which has removed, you know, three leaders over the port course of the last six years, basically, to some extent or other, as a result of that, those that factionalism. And where now there is just an open question of whoever succeeds and becomes prime minister whether it's Boris Johnson or or whoever there is a question mark over whether they can continue to they can command a reliable and consistent majority in the house of commons such is the bloodlust that has now infected the bloodstream of the conservative party they've got to the point now where they're almost at the point you feel where they just hate each other more than they hate the thought of ending up in opposition. And once you're at that point, that tipping point, it's very hard to kind of pull back from that precipice. So, so the, the the analysis then is, is somewhat lazy, is it, that
0: has been offered in the last couple of days, which is that all that's needed really is a, a steady hand at the wheel and uh, calm international markets mm get the economy back on track, and then things are okay. It's, it's is that. The, yes, well, that is the maybe the acute problem facing whoever takes over the party, but all those divisions, mm.
1: they haven't gone anywhere. Well, look, it is a definitely a necessary precondition for whoever takes over to A, retain the calm and credibility of the markets, because if that doesn't happen, then they will be out, and there will just be a much bigger crisis for the whole of the British state. So that is true. But at the same time, even if you can assume that that is possible and it probably relies on keeping Jeremy Hunt as Chancellor to do it, then yeah, over the longer term, and I'm not even talking that long term, but in, you know, in the coming months you can overcome that initial crisis in order, let's say Rishi Sunak takes over. Hmm. He is going to have about a few score, at least, of Conservative MPs on the right of the party who quite frankly hate his guts. You know, they think that he is responsible for Boris Johnson's uh, downfall. They think, some of them even think that he's responsible for Liz Truss's downfall. They also can't quite bear the fact that he was kind of right over the course of the summer. <laughs> that really winds them up as well. So, you know, as I say, what you would really need if the conservative I think there's a slender path that the Conservative Party can recover from this, maybe, but what it would require is for them all to gulp take a step back from the precipice and decide, as I say, that what matters them far more is staying in government than continuing that feud. And I think for at least a few score of them, that just isn't the case. And
0: is there any possibility that somebody other than Rishi Sunak or Boris Johnson could bring about that... Uh, cathartic healing that is needed. Well, Penny, uh, amongst the bank well, benches, Penny yeah. Mordant has has declared her interest. Indeed, in the she's the only minutes. one so
1: far to, um, uh, to 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 do so. Look, I think she is definitely positioning herself as that person, right, as the unity candidate, the one who isn't loathed quite quite as much by some of Boris Johnson's opponents as Rishi Sunak is, and obviously not as loathed by Rishi Sunak proponents as Boris Johnson is. I think the question, just though, is whether she can. There's clearly quite a lot of momentum behind Johnson at the moment. I think I think her best chance and it's not a bad chance if this happens is if let's let's just imagine for a moment i know it's hard for listeners to believe this but maybe boris johnson is toying with us that boris johnson isn't going to run the boris johnson decides you know boris johnson loves nothing more than being talked about he likes being talked about he likes being at the center of the action the center of the political fray but over the course of the weekend he decides that actually in a way too little time has elapsed he's still under investigation by the privileges committee he knows what they know so he's in a good position to be able to probably adjudge what they're going to say and whether that could result in his suspension from the house of commons if that happens when he's prime minister we're just in uncharted territory he might not want that to happen or to take that risk so if he decides actually that he wants to be talked about for 72 hours but when push comes to shove he pulls back then you're potentially looking at a sunak mordant face off. And that's a more interesting question, because I think that's a more open question about who the members potentially return.
0: Long term, though, that raises the spectre, uh, and maybe that's the right word to use, of the kind of the ghost of Boris Johnson looming in the background. Yeah, I mean, but that was always
1: going to be the case. And to some extent, the Conservative Party has, and leaders, including Truss and Sunak, partly have themselves to blame for this, right? Because when Boris Johnson resigned, there wasn't anyone really from the senior, the top brass of the Conservative Party turning around going, well, yeah, he had to go because of these reasons, you know, he broke the law, he was dishonest, he was immoral, you know, whatever. They all very quickly, for political reasons in the ensuing leadership contest, basically started to say, oh, well, he was a great man, you know, I worked with him, even Rishi Sunak, I worked with him so closely, he's a fantastic leader, he was a fantastic campaign. So in a way, when there was no narrative being constructed within the Conservative Party about like, no, this guy had to go because he was so damaged and damaging, then in a way, it's almost unsurprising that Conservative Party members could turn around and go, well, yeah, why not have him back? You said yourself he was fantastic. So, you know, let's get him back. That's the that's the conundrum. But he does exert, look, he's a bit like Donald Trump in this regard. He exerts a remarkable political gravity on all of British politics. Here we are talking about him yet again. And he enjoys that. And he wants it. He wants, as I say, to be in the fray. So what will be the factors
0: weighing on the minds of Conservative Party MPs. We're going to be speaking to one of them in a few minutes Simon Bob Neill, who has declared, as far as we know, for Rishi Sunak. Mm. Uh, but what will be the the issues weighing on their minds when they look at the ballot paper and decide, right, who do I want to support?
1: So does the markets, which we've already talked about. There's the politics in terms of who is most likely to bring the party together. It's the politics of who might um, my, who how each candidate will do in a general election. Mm. So it's those three things that they're thinking about.
0: And on, on the final one, who might do well in a general election? Boris is a proven winner. That's the the, the kind of the well, rhetoric is the we argument, keep hearing. Yeah. Is, is that ignorant to the reality of who was leading the Labour Party in the last general well,
1: election? It's, it's, it's partly that. Look, Boris Johnson is a divisive character. He repels and attracts in equal measure the question is is whether now he started to repel more than he attracts and i think what we've got to remember look there's no doubt that boris johnson has an impressive electoral track record whichever way you cut it there's no doubt that he's a formidable political figure he's a titan of british politics if you just look at it objectively whatever well, you think about him he's dominated the political stage but there's then there's a question about well it ain't 2019 anymore dorothy you know like we are in a different set partly because of what you just alluded to around the fact he won't be facing Jeremy Corbyn, he's facing a more popular Labour leader and Mm. Labour party than he did then. But it's also more than that. You know, a lot of water has flowed under the bridge with Boris Johnson himself. If you look at all of the polling... And we've got to remember, this is one of the reasons why Conservative Party MPs moved earlier in the year. They didn't move just because, some of them were appalled by what had happened, but many of them saw what was happening in the polling and saw that the public had moved, that they had decided comprehensively that Boris Johnson wasn't being straight with them, had lied to them about Partygate, and he had become so damaged by that process. There had been three terrible by-election performances for the Conservative Party, where they lost safe as houses, Conservative seats to the Liberal Democrats. That is why... Conservative MPs moved. Those things are still there. All of the polling is clear that Boris Johnson is a much damaged political figure. So it isn't 2019. It is too simplistic to just sort of talk about him as an election winner. It's a more complicated picture than that. Uh, is there any way that this spins out? Because the nature of coalition
0: politics that we would have in our country would mean that by now the government would have collapsed and there would be a general election. Mm. There, there's no possibility of that, is there? I mean, when, when Conservatives look at polling, turkeys don't vote for Christmas, I take
1: it. I think the only possibility of that, and I, I, it's, it's perfectly increasingly plausible, is to go back to what we were talking about before, which is, if it becomes clear, whoever wins in the coming months, that such is the level of factionalism within the Conservative Party, that they cannot rely they've got, you know, majority of a working majority of about seventy one, but that only requires, you know, thirty, thirty-five Conservative MPs to start, you know, causing havoc on a regular basis and not voting for things. Um, And if that becomes clear, then you can imagine a situation in which a Conservative party leader just thinks, I have no choice, effective to have a general election at some point in the next year, to basically quell this issue with my party Mm. and to win my own mandate, particularly if that leader isn't Boris Johnson, because he can't rely on that argument. So, you know, generally, I think, you know, the question is, is this parliament viable over the long term? And there is a big question mark about that, I think. Uh,
0: uh, Despite all the talk of Boris Johnson, and of course we have been, and he is the person who does soak up all the attention. Yeah. I kind of want to wrap things up by acknowledging uh, Rishi Sunak was the bookie's favourite as soon as this happened yesterday. He was the mm-hmm. bookie's favourite. When I went to bed last night, he's still
1: the bookie's favourite. Yeah, but he was, he was the beginning with the last Conservative leadership contest, wasn't he? And I mean, and the, big un, and the big... And <laughs> uh, look what happened there. And the big unknowable is, as I say, he's definitely, he's definitely going to clear 100. He's got a lot of support in the Conservative parliamentary party. Um, the question then becomes about who his opponent is, and if it does end up going to the membership to what extent he has been so damaged. Boris Johnson supporters were very, very good at basically suggesting that Rishi Sunak had been responsible for his downfall. I don't think that's true or fair. I don't really think it worked out that way. I think Boris Johnson was responsible for his downfall. But, uh, you know, they were very good at putting that narrative out there and Rishi Sunak was very bad at deflecting it. And That is still there and it's a big impediment for him with Conservative Party members. Lewis,
0: listen, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks so much for popping into us in studio. Lewis Goodall is Analysis and Investigations Editor at Global and as well he is the presenter of the News Agents podcast which you can listen to uh, on the uh, Global app. We are guilty of it as much as anyone of talking about Boris Johnson. Indeed, I was out and about in Westminster underneath the shadow of Big Ben a little bit earlier uh, this afternoon asking people what they made of his potential comeback.
1: It would be disgusting.
0: Really? Why do you say that?
1: Because he he's under investigation at the moment already um, having somebody potentially um, back in office while under that kind of cloud of, kind of everything that's already happened coupled with the fact that you know, th- there was a reason why he was removed there was a reason why the party turned against him it is so clear to everybody else that this is all about the Tories trying to just save their seats trying to save themselves they're putting their party ahead of the country and that's wrong They think that Boris Johnson is the answer. I hope that he has the arrogance if he does come back to immediately call a general election, and then we can finally have what we need, which is a Labour government. I think we need to move on and move forward. Really, he's very charismatic. He appeals to a lot of people. He doesn't appeal to me, so I wouldn't be keen to see him. I want a general election. Oh yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah.
0: And a complete change.
1: Complete change. Yes get them out they're all the same
0: why do you think of Boris becoming Prime Minister again possibly
1: yes definitely yeah. 100%
0: brilliant. why Why is that brilliant bloke because he
1: loves partying <laughs> yeah.
0: let's all have a party <laughs> yeah sounds it's, good the, the times are so bad now This is just all party on with it I'm from Australia so I don't know you don't care do you no do you do oh look no good no good that's how you do everyone has an opinion you see on Boris that's, that's <laughs> the nature of Boris isn't it <laughs> yeah, that's right yes uh, listen. thanks man enjoy the trip no worries thanks I right, bummed into a few Irish people here uh, over for a couple of days. Whoa, wait, listen, we're outside Westminster. You must. Have, everyone has an opinion on Boris, so I'm sure you do too. What do you think of him becoming prime minister again? I think it would be a joke for the English. But we kind of need them to be kind of a bit more stable than they are at the moment, do we? Yeah, but Boris won't bring stability. He'd probably just bring more lies. But sure, maybe that's what they want. What do you think of Boris possibly being prime minister again?
1: Oh, I didn't even know that was an option.
0: Um, I, I don't think they'd have him back. I I don't think they would. No, I don't think they'd have him back at all. I think we should get Martin Lewis in, the money man.
1: Martin Lewis for PM. Well, Chancellor maybe, yeah. Yeah. That's what I would say.
0: What would you think of Boris Johnson becoming the the UK Prime Minister uh, again? From a German point of view, it's not a good idea. No? No, we don't think so. Why is that? Uh, We are European people and we think that Great Britain is part of Europe, and Boris Johnson uh, was responsible for the Brexit. And therefore, we, from a European point of view, hope that you get a Labour, Labour Premier, Mister Minister, which comes nearer to Europe. Mm, quite like the guy, to be honest. But who knows? Better than Liz Truss, definitely better than Liz Truss. Yeah, you, you don't have any qualms that you know uh, he was only booted out of office six weeks ago. But who else is going to get in? Who's going to lead the Tories? They're all. For me, they're all the same. I'm a Scotsman, sir. We don't like... We've no voted Tory in 60 years. What about Scottish independence? Definitely. I was born in Carnoustie. Yeah, you are. Good for you. Yeah. I have no vote. You're for independence. Yeah, of course I vote for independence. Definitely. 100%. Alright, some of the views uh, outside Westminster, uh, where I was uh, just a few uh, moments ago, uh, shortly before coming on air. Not a huge amount of sport for Boris Johnson there. We're going to be speaking to one of his Conservative Party colleagues. Bob Neill is an MP. He is not supporting Boris either. He's supporting Rishi Sunak. He's going to be along a little bit later this hour to explain exactly why. And Una Healy of the Saturdays, she is here. She is dropping into studio as well to talk about her new solo single. But first...